stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Brynick, and this week I'm going solo again here from my dining room in downtown Chicago uh, during this coronavirus outbreak to talk about one of the hot areas, energy. And as you know, things are kind of chaotic on the energy side. If you've been watching it, the WTI has plunged down and it's at multi-decade lows now. And that's um, here in the U.S. is the WTI. But Brent also very low here. And so you got a lot of pain in the oil patch. But does that mean there might be some deals out there? Everybody's fleeing. Should you be running in? I wanted to take a look at both the pros and the cons of getting in the energy stocks here because it's always good to look at both sides. And I've been discussing this topic with a lot of people on Twitter. Some people are bulls, some people are bears, and there is a case for both sides here if you're looking to buy these stocks. So let's start first with the cons. We'll kind of get the negative out of the way first uh, because it is kind of the elephant in the room is the negative side about what could go wrong here if you buy some of these energy stocks. So the first con really is uh, again, the elephant in the room is that some of these companies aren't going to make it. Now, remember, energy is composed of a lot of different areas. You have the EMPs, as they're called, that's capital E, ampersand P, as in Paul, and it's exploration and production. And those are basically the drillers, they're the guys getting it out of the ground. Then you have the big integrateds, as they're called. And those are the Exxons and Chevrons, the um, big cap companies that get it out of the ground because they are EMPs, but they also have refining and they have gas stations. And in some cases, they also have chemical divisions. So they're much more diverse and have different ways of making money. It's not just about getting it out of the ground with them. So I'm not going to focus on the big integrateds here today. It's going to be some of the other stocks you could be buying on the energy side. Then there's also refining as the integrateds have that, but there's some standalone refining companies. There's also some standalone service stations. If you just want to own the gas stations, which usually have like convenience stores in there. And then there's the services companies. And those are the ones that if you're running a small energy um, exploration company, but you don't have the capabilities of actually drilling, setting up the rig and drilling it, but you own the land, you own that well. So you contract out with a service company to go in and do all the drilling for you. So there's a lot of service side. There's some on the environmental side on services, everything you can think of on the service side there is, including transportation, all of that. So I'm going to talk about one of the services today, along with the EMPs. I'm leaving out the service stations, the integrateds, and the refining, but um, you can go check out some of those if you want. There's a lot of opportunities in a lot of these different areas right now, um, and maybe maybe not, too. <laughs> so that's the pros and the cons. So we're starting with the cons, and the biggest con is 
that they may not make it, especially with the EMPs, but also with some of the service companies. Uh, refiners should make it. Those refineries cost like billions of dollars to make. They're going to uh, slow here. They won't need to make as much product because there's just not the demand. But uh, most of the refineries should be okay. And um, service stations, similarly, probably not going anywhere. But always be sure to check all the balance sheets of any company that you're thinking of buying. So I'm focusing on the EMPs and service sides here. Um, so of the service side, there are going to be some because most drilling is likely going to come to a halt or a huge portion of drilling is going to come to a halt. So you're not going to have any money coming in. And a lot of these companies have a lot of debt. So um, I brought the list of the EMPs with the highest leverages. This is net debt is greater than three times three times EBITDA here with these companies. There's seven of them. We already had one company go under, already go BK. That was Whiting Petroleum. WLL was their ticker. Uh, they already had a, a lot of issues um, with financing going into the coronavirus uh, meltdown here. And so they just could not hold on. So they're already out. But these other seven companies, I'm not saying any of them are going BK right now, but they have the highest leverage. So these are the ones to be watched full of if you're thinking about getting into any of these EMPs. So the first one is Ontario Resources, ticker is AR. They have a market cap of just 563 million. They're now trading at $1.96. So a lot of these are trading under $5. There's a reason for that. I know a lot of you love the stocks under $5 and especially the ones under a dollar, right? Because, ooh, it's 20 cents. It doesn't take much to go to 40 cents. And then I double my money, right? Um, except there is a reason, again, that they're trading under $5 here with energy in such distress. So this is one of those um, Ontario resources, a small cap, under $5. AR is the ticker. Chesapeake Energy, it has a market cap now of just $149 million, ticker CHK. It is trading at $15, so it's not under 5 but super small market cap and a lot of leverage. Number three stock is Comstock Resources, ticker CRK with this one. Uh, 1.4 billion market cap, trading around $7.30. So also not under $5, but has the high leverage. Uh, EQ2 Corporation, EQ, wait, EQT Corporation. A <laughs> little bit of a tongue twister there. EQT is the ticker. 4 billion market cap, so a little bit bigger on this one, trading around $15.70. It was as low as $4.21 over the last 52 weeks. So um, it has basically tripled off of that low, but um, still got the high leverage. Uh, the fifth stock, Laredo Petroleum, LPI, 104 million market cap, trading at just 43 cents. This is one of those, I know what you're thinking. Ooh, it doesn't take much to go up to a dollar. I double my money. It's 52-week high, was at $3.66. So, you know, it's plunged down along with everything else, but only $104 million market cap here for Laredo. LPI is the ticker again. Uh, six stock, Oasis Petroleum, OAS, 87 million market cap. That is tiny, tiny. 
27 cents is trading at. That's near its 52-week lows. 52-week high at $7.15. So I know what you're thinking, like, ooh, this could be one, the lottery stock, right? But beware, high leverage. And then the seventh stock, Range Resources, RRC is the ticker there. 1.3 billion market cap, so a little bit bigger than some of these other ones. Uh, trading around $5.20 was as low as $1.61 on its 52-week low. So it has rebounded off of that uh, really, really low, low, just above the $5 level. But that's Range Resources RRC. So these stocks, these seven, are all companies that have the highest leverage on the EMPs. So just warning, these are the ones that are in the con category. Um, I know some people like to gamble. That's what they are. But bankruptcy is a real thing, and then you get wiped out. So keep those things in mind when looking at some of those stocks. Now, con number two is, let's say they all stay in business. The problem is you're not going to have uh, much of earnings, and there's going to be almost no revenue growth for quite some time. And I thought I'd take a look at one of the big service companies here. They just reported earnings, Schlumberger SLB. So one of the cons I've talked about on Twitter with this one is the plunging earnings for both this year and next year. So you're buying a company that you know is more of a value trap here because those earnings are plunging down. And it's going to take a couple of years till it turns around. Um, that being said, there is some things that are favorable for Schlumberger here that I could go over into the pro category. So let's do that. We're going to switch over to the pros. If you don't care that earnings are plunging and revenue growth is plunging and you have a longer term outlook, you are not just trading the stock, you are looking maybe to invest in it. Um, Schlumberger, ticker SLB, is uh, you know one of the big guys on the service side, along with Halliburton, and you want big is better to survive this downturn for any company in any industry. The bigger companies have more access to capital, and so they are likely, more likely to survive. So Schlumberger uh, did announce that they basically have no visibility even beyond this coming up second quarter. Not surprising. No one knows what demand is going to do when it will return. And that includes how bad the rig count cut is going to be here in North America. Now, Schlumberger has big North America um business, but it is also quite considerable overseas. So that gives it a little bit of a cushion because overseas isn't being cut quite as badly as the shale here in the U.S. The shale drilling was at all-time record highs. So they are cutting production quickly, and that's going to come down swiftly, but production not being cut that badly internationally. So everybody else has cut some but it's not, you know, 50, 60 percent down as you're seeing in North America. So they do expect uh, spending to be down in North America by 40 percent because the shale internationally, though, only down 15 percent for full year 2020. That's on their CapEx. The rig count reductions is what they're expecting, 40 to 60 percent in North America with just 10 to 15 percent internationally, because again, they were not really over drilling internationally. And um, they're going to 
analysts expecting drop in earnings again to last to at least the first quarter of 2021. So that means continuous decline and bottoming out maybe in the first quarter of 2021. Again, this is all just guesses by the analysts. They're just taking the known facts as they know them right now and applying it to the future scenarios. Um, but Schlumberger knows you got to conserve some cash. So they cut their dividends 75%. Not, so not completely gone away, just 75%. And even with that cut, it's still yielding 3.3% right here. So that's still like a decent dividend here because, um, you know, they were the shares have really gotten beaten down here. Uh, so they're going to save about $2 billion annually by cutting that dividend, which is great. They have $3.3 billion in cash right now, so that's also good. And uh, what does the debt scenario look like? They have $6.2 billion in maturities coming due between 2020 and 2023. So within the next three years, $6.2 billion in maturities coming. So keep those things in mind. But Slumberger, on the positive side... This is one of the pros of buying these energy shares. Many of them are dirt cheap, even with the earnings cuts, because the shares have plunged down. So, so Slumberger down 63% year-to-date, five-year decline is 84%. These shares have been slowly, steadily declining over that time period. So even with the coronavirus uh, impacts here, things were already looking not that great with the shares. And when you have a share that's slowly, steadily declining over 84% over that time period, but you have other things hitting new all-time record highs like Microsoft or Micron or you know any of these other companies, it's really hard to own something like Schlumberger, even with a dividend, while everything else is surging higher. Like, why would I need to be in this? Uh, but on the pro side, now maybe the shares have bottomed. It's unclear they are off their lows now. Um, after they've reported the earnings. And the stock is pretty cheap here as long as the earnings as we know them kind of stay intact here, even on the decline. So you're going to get the bad Zacks ranks with uh, these service companies. Actually, most of energy, you're going to get the bad Zacks rank because all the estimates are going to be cut and all the analysts are going to be in mostly in agreement. Uh, but eventually, over the next couple of quarters, as this whole thing works its way through the system, the earnings outlook is going to become more visible and the earnings bounce back will as well. And then you're going to get some earnings increases. That's what we saw after 2015, 2016 oil price plunge. And we will see that again here. So um, that's one of the pros is that it's the stocks are dirt cheap. They might be near their bottoms here, maybe. And this worst case scenario is already priced in. The Armageddon is here. They're all adjusting and dealing with it. And as long as they don't go BK, they can survive. Then that is already being priced in. Okay, so a second pro might be that this most hated sector could see a big bounce back. Now, as I said, most of these companies, the EMPs and the service side, are already off their lows. They already went into Armageddon. And just like the rest of the stock market, they had those lows in March. They bounced back off of them. So, um, you know, you could see even a bigger bounce here because the shares are still cheap. So just taking a look at one of the EMPs that has 
the least amount of leverage. And I've mentioned this one before on many podcast episodes because it is one of my favorites. I owned it up until just a couple months ago in the value investor. We did get out as the shares plunged down, uh, but it is one of the leaders of the EMPs, one of the big caps. And their CEO has been pretty vocal that they will survive, but a lot of their peers will not, but they'll be there to buy them up. So that's the type of company you want here of in any sector. You want the leaders of their industry. So their net debt to uh, is less than one times the EBITDA. That's the lowest leverage. That's what you want. Pioneer Natural Resources, PXD is the ticker. And the shares are at five-year lows still, even though they're off their, their lowest of the lows, still down there at the five-year lows. Uh, shares are down 55% over that time period. Most of that sell-off happening this year, year-to-date down 53%. So you're getting a good quality name down 53%, but those earnings are going to look awful. They're going to be a Zach's rank four or five, which is the sell or strong sell. Remember, the Zach's rank is a short-term recommendation of one to three months. So if you have a longer-term outlook, the rank should guide you to find good quality stocks, but it's not going to be completely applicable if you're expecting to hold it a year, two years, five years. The rank can change daily, remember. And obviously, right here, we're going to get really bad Zach's ranks with all of energy, and then it will slowly start to come back. The analysts will slowly start to say, hey, we were too pessimistic. Things aren't as bad as what we thought or things were as bad, but we've hit the bottom and now demand is returning. We're starting to see some of the rig count go up again. Uh, production is going to start increasing and our earnings need to start to rise. And so then you're going to get the better sex rank. So um, here Pioneer hasn't reported its earnings yet. And so... One thing to keep in mind with a lot of these EMPs that are about to report is that growth isn't really the issue here. <laughs> Nobody's growing anything. They're just trying to survive, trying to get through and manage the next couple of quarters with their business still surviving. And then they will you know, think about growing that production again or whatever they have to do with their business. Now, also, a lot of the management with um, a lot of these EMPs, especially the big ones and the service side, have been around a long time. They've been through various cycles. I don't think any have ever seen a cycle like this because none of us have. None of us have been through a pandemic where basically demand for oil has plunged to, you know, almost nothing in some cases, in some industries. So everybody's staying inside. We're not driving. And it's going to take a while until all of that ramps up. Um, so keep that in mind when you're, when you're listening to these conference calls. You really want to know what is their balance sheet like? How much cash do they have on hand? How long can they survive with that cash? And what are they doing with CapEx? How badly is that being cut? Many of these have already cut their dividend if they were paying one. Uh, buybacks, Pioneer was doing a big buyback program, but um, I'm not sure if they said if that's on hold now. Um, so you want to tune in to the conference call to find out more details about stuff like that. Most of the buybacks are now on hold, again, because they want to keep the cash. So uh, these are all things to tune in on and watch during the conference calls, because that's going to be key. Nobody cares about the first quarter anymore. They will report their numbers from that. 
uh, all companies, nobody cares. The key is obviously going forward, who is going to survive. So this pro is that it's a hated sector, could see a big bounce back even more so than what the shares have already done. And so it could be an opportunity when everybody's still afraid to be in these stocks, even though they have kind of a value trap component with the declining earnings. But doesn't mean the shares aren't going to already look ahead and Wall Street's going to say, hey, we know it's bad. Second quarter is going to be awful on demand. Third quarter, not as bad. And by fourth quarter and first quarter of next year, could be seeing maybe back to close to normal. Maybe. Nobody knows. But that's the plan. And if that's true, these shares are all cheap, which is pro number one. The stocks are cheap. So uh, let's recap again what some of the pros and cons are. Again, the biggest con, obviously, is that the company you buy may go under, and then you're not left with anything. I know I'm laughing here. I've had companies go under that I've owned before, so I've, I've had that pain. I'm trying to save you from it. There's plenty of other ones you can buy. Uh, they might not be the lottery stock at 27 cents or whatever, but, um, you know, those are the ones that are going to survive. The key is being an owner when you're investing. Uh, if you want to do the lottery stock, go for it. I know many of you like to do that and you're just trading it, but know the risks if you're going to do that. So the biggest con, again, is that they go under like Whiting Petroleum. There were still people on the chat board on StockTwits on the Whiting chat room where they were like surprised that they went BK suddenly, but it wasn't really that sudden because it had been talked about for literally weeks going into it. So don't be surprised. Don't be like those people. Know what you own. And if you don't want to deal with the bankruptcy, get the ones with the best balance sheet, buy those. Okay, let's recap the tickers here. So I'm going to start off with the the better names, the bigger guys that uh, maybe have the balance sheets to survive through all this, Pioneer, which is PXD on the EMP side, Schlumberger, SLB on the services side. Then I'm listing out the ones that are with the highest leverage. So these are the riskiest on the EMPs. Um, Antero Resources, AR, Chesapeake, CHK, uh, Comstock, CRK, EQT Corporation, which is EQT, Laredo Petroleum, LPI, Oasis Petroleum, OAS, Range Resources, RRC, are those seven. And you might be saying, oh, Tracy, you know, you've only given us like the bad ones. What about some more good ones? Another big uh, cap um, with the lowest leverage that I've mentioned before, EOG Resources, ticker OEG. So there's some names for you. I'm going to be keep covering this sector as I always do. But right now, with the shares pretty still beaten down, um, might be a time to look at the pros and cons of maybe getting in here and riding it higher if that's what happens. Nobody knows. So um, keep that in mind too. And as always, you want to subscribe so that you're getting all the episodes of The Market Edge. I will be having some more guests on in the coming weeks. Um, I'm going to be talking about some interesting topics as we go along here because it is earnings season. So 
we're going to be finding out even more information from the companies here and um, there's a lot going on so don't miss a single episode get us on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify and i know many of you if not most of you are over on soundcloud but be sure to get us somewhere and i'll see you again next time with some more stocks This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.